Good morning and welcome to The Morning Fix. I'm Julie Dye and I'm here with my colleague, Amy Shepard. We recently kicked off a new series called Deep in the Heart of MedTech, where we're exploring the medical device ecosystem in Austin, Texas. Today, we're honored to welcome Dr. Clay Johnston, the inaugural Dean of the Dell Medical School and Vice President for Medical Affairs at UT Austin. Dr. Johnston's goal at Dell Medical School is to create a new model for academic medicine and innovation that improves outcomes and reduces inefficiencies in healthcare. Dr. Johnston is a neurologist by training and specializes in stroke care and research. Before joining UT, he was the Associate Vice Chancellor for Research at the University of California at San Francisco. He is a graduate of Amherst College and Harvard Medical School as well as the University of California, Berkeley, where he received a PhD in epidemiology. Dr. Johnston is frequently featured in national media, has authored more than 300 publications in scientific journals, and has won several national awards for his research and teaching. Dr. Johnston, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Yes, thank you so much, Dr. Johnston. So it's been about six years since you've taken the position as Dean at Dell Medical School. Talk about the goals you had in mind as you set up designing the new academic medical center at UT, and what approaches did you implement to accelerate growth and best practices? Yeah, so um, I was working at a great place in San Francisco, just as, as you mentioned, at UCSF, and they were doing wonderful things. But to me, the, the whole healthcare system is just isn't functioning well. Um, it's really not aligned with uh, society's interests. It's too much of a sick care system. It's really disciplined around fee-for-service and what generates revenue and fee-for-service. And it's not really disciplined around achieving the best outcomes for people because outcomes often aren't even better paid for. You know, <laughs> you're paying for more healthcare, not better outcomes. And 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 then also it was ignoring the potential impact of things that happen outside of clinics and hospitals where frankly most health happens so you know ignoring the potential to um to uh, prevent an, um illness and to promote health um in also not taking advantage of systems changes and technologies that could make health outcomes better and um and uh, reduce cost of healthcare but they weren't reimbursed in, in fee-for-service. So the opportunity here was to take a big step back and say, well, can we redesign um, academic medicine, academic health centers, also the way we teach, to have us be better aligned with society's interests in achieving good health and better health outcomes and not having the resources wasted? And so that was the adventure. Um, and, you know, how did we do it? <laughs> Well, first of all, we have to be more disciplined around what it is that we're here to do. So we have to just say, well, you know, uh, as much as possible, let's design that care to to achieve those great outcomes. Then we have to um, recruit in people who are creative and ambitious and excited about doing it a better way. And, and we've done that um, uh, quite well, including uh, our our medical students. Um, and then... Um, we have to uh, support some fundamental building blocks that aren't necessarily present in most academic medical centers. So for us, um, you know, one was a, a big investment in population health. So, you know, how do we keep people healthier um, outside of our normal um, uh, uh, halls? And um, 
human-centered design um, because, you know, real creative solutions are going to be required to address these issues and healthcare value, you know, this interface between business and, and, um, and healthcare, um, thinking differently about how to organize that business um, to achieve those outcomes. And we have you know, you know, uh, Elizabeth Teisberg, who wrote the book on that, literally, um, uh, is uh, on our faculty and um, shared with the business school. So those are some of the fundamental pieces. And then, you know, how do you accelerate growth? Well, you do have to produce financial success. That's been the the, the um, you know, difficult part in this, but it ends up, you know, value happens all over the place. And so you know, we can design this in areas that are, that nonetheless remain lucrative and fee for service, um, while we also uh, build out new payment models in areas that um, are only uh, lucrative um, in a, in a value-based system. And so that's, that's really the, the approach that we've taken. That's that's really great insight about the vision that you had and and the team had for the 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 new medical school and I know that you've made some great strides in that area. You know, you you talked about coming from San Francisco and wanted to ask you about, you know, what do places like San Francisco, Boston, Minneapolis have over Austin? You know, why why have those places been able to accelerate some of their um, healthcare growth and healthcare innovation, um, whereas Austin is, is just starting out in that, in that area? Yeah, I mean, once you're an established center, then it's easy to maintain it, right? I mean, that's the, that's the thing. All these communities that are powerhouses in medical research and, and innovation, they have very strong university systems. And in those university systems have been disciplined over time to interface better and better with industry to move those discoveries out. And, you know, this was part of my job at San Francisco was to figure out how to, how to interface with communities so that discoveries really could move out into industry and improve health. And, and during my time there, we saw competition from Boston that didn't exist previously, right? I mean, San Francisco really was center of gravity in, in biotech for a long time. Uh, less so for devices, but still, you know, substantial devices there. Obviously, more devices out in in, uh, in Minneapolis, um, but Boston grew, and San Diego grew, and you know, um, uh, adding some, I think, uh, important competition um, in in that space. Um, well, one ingredient is definitely the university, and a university that is integrated with the um, industry that surrounds it in with that mission. And so that is something UT has already had that in tech, right? So the fair amount of tech has come out of, of UT um, and continues to. Um, and UT already had, to some extent, pushed out, mostly through chemistry, um, new um, uh, biotech companies. But those quickly got gobbled up, you know, acquired, gobbled up and moved elsewhere, um, and the sort of long history of that. Um, so that you need a, a minimal footprint. To, um, it's, it's not the physical space, obviously. It's the, the people. It's the labor force. It needs to be diverse and de- deep enough that um, the companies can stay here and thrive and grow. Um, and so that's really what we're trying to I- encourage. Um, and, um, you know, they, they, our support of the innovation district just to, you know, which we'll be a part of, but, um, just to the south, um, has, is, 
been part of what, what we're trying to do to help to stimulate this more, more broadly. It's definitely true that we have more startups here now in the health space than, than we did previously. So, you know, even looking at like um, Capital Factory, within two, three years of us being here, its largest sector was health. And that had not been the case previously. And I, I can't, we can't take credit for that, but it's part of being in an environment where we're promoting that. Um, and then I would say um, now what we've seen is more and more venture capital firms relocating to Austin, some of which have a real emphasis on health. And I think that's going to, um, to accelerate this as well. And then, you know, the, we've also been uh, developing programs that do accelerate the pace of discoveries from UT getting out. One example of that is called is the Texas Health Catalyst Program, which has launched several companies um, in the area. And that's interesting. You know, it's it's funny, Dr. Johnston. I noticed. I think it was in the ABJ. There was a, a um, an article that came out that positioned Austin as third in the country for medical innovation. I don't know if you if you recently saw that article, but I thought that was interesting because when I moved here for the first time in eleven. Uh, we were, it was, it was a, a fledgling tech, like you said, technology, not really med tech, but really, but, but really technology um, industry. And I didn't see a ton in the way of med tech, but it grew fairly quickly. And, and to Julie's point, it, and I think one of the reasons why we, we started this podcast was there's there's not a lot of marketing around what we do and the innovations that have come out of Austin. So I think with the advent of the med school and, um, and the med school's efforts and industry's efforts, it'll be interesting to see how, how things go in the future. Yeah. I hadn't, I hadn't seen that in the ABJ. I'll have to, I'll have to take a look. That's, I mean, that's pretty impressive. One wouldn't have thought that we would be, be there just you know six years ago when I arrived. I'm sure the med school is is helping, and and we seem to be you know gaining some some momentum. But yeah, I mean even me who's kind of at the center of all this, I can't keep up with all the stuff that's going on. So it it it, it would be nice to have um, a greater clarity on all the different things that are happening. Um, you know, I um, some of the the companies that have come out of of um, or have been supported by uh, Delmed one way or the other, and or coming out of UT. I mean, they're just a whole mess of them. I asked for an update um, yesterday, and you know, they're a bunch that I've never even heard of. Uh, but they're doing great, and they're raising funds and are uh, becoming in, independent. And uh, um, so, yeah, I think there's a lot more going on than people realize. Well, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny you say that. So um, I'm on the board of the uh, the Texas Medical Device Alliance, and we have, and we really. I just mentioned that because we we really are, are here to to serve small med tech startups and to pr provide them support. But it, it is amazing, Dr. Johnston, how many small companies are like will attend our meetings and they're getting funding. Yeah, and. They're amazing products and, and, and services and software. So if you need a list, I'm happy to get that list to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd be, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see your list. I mean, the three, I'm looking at devices specifically um, in, you know, like ClearCam is a, is a UT Delmed thing, came out of the Texas Health Catalyst 
program and used our space to incubate and and now is in series A. Um, you know, Stretch Med is another one that's coming through Texas Health Catalyst, just got um, investment from Merck for primate studies. So it's moving along. It uses a tattoo sensor for blood pressure monitoring um, and uh, more and more and more. I mean, I could keep going and going, but they're just, you know, they're, they're really cool um, uh, new companies, new discoveries. And yeah, I mean, the, the goal is for, for us to continue to um, uh, support uh, that whole pipeline. Absolutely. And, and also to your point, VC, I think I, I have my, I'm sort of keep, keep tabs on entrepreneurship in the area. And it's interesting to see how many new VCs or VCs are moving out from the Bay Area. And, you know, I'm coming from, I lived in San Francisco for eight years and, and, and then in the South Bay for three. So I'm very, I'm just used to that that innovative spirit. And it's, it's interesting to see how quickly uh, that's accelerating here in Austin. So cool things to come in the future for sure. Yeah, agreed. I mean, we have 8VC, uh, HealthQuest Capital, Mithril, all of them do some, you know, fair amount of health stuff, all of them relocated here. I mean, that, and that's all what this year, right? Or this year and last year, I guess, uh, Mithril came last year. So that's, I mean, that's pretty remarkable. I agree. Sort of switching gears, I'm, I'm, I'm just curious, what, um, and kind of along the same lines, what are some of the, um, I know you talked a little bit about setting up the, the new med school, uh, were there, are there any notable unexpected experiences in setting it up or anything that you didn't expect, positive or negative? Well, I didn't expect it to be so public. I mean, I, uh, you know, no one knows who the dean of the med school is at UCSF. Um, in the community, you know, the broad community. And here, people knew what was going on. I mean, in part, it was because of the way the school came about. It was just a new thing, and people voted for it. And so they were really connected to it. But I, you know, I love that connection. It was a, su- a surprise to me, but it, it's actually been, um, been really positive. Um, in terms of the negatives, you know, I, I, no real negatives, I would say. I mean, it, Everything else was pretty much expected. You know, healthcare is already delivered here in Austin and delivered well by groups that had been here for a long time. And so no surprise that they are going to articulate how important they are <laughs> and resist changes that could threaten them. I mean, that's just what they're going to do. So that's, um, that's no surprise. But, you know, we've made substantial progress that way. You know, our job is to, is to elevate the, the entire community and the health system that the community can rely on. And that's, that's, that's what we're, we're doing with partnerships all across the community. So you talked about how public um, your role has been, and that was a bit of a surprise to you. And I'm wondering if that is somewhat related to the different things that were happening right around that same time that you got here and, you know, into a few years later. And and one of those things was the development of this health innovation district um, by the city. And so I just wanted to get your insight on, you know, what is the medical school's role in that ecosystem? And can you point to any specific wins that have happened recently, you know, for that innovation district? Yes. So, you know, the innovation district was a was actually there a bunch of us that kind of contributed to it to get it going. And UT is definitely a major contributor to it. But the, the center part of the property 
Um, you know, it, it should be seen as sort of a virtual thing. It's not necessarily in a physical space, but we do, it is useful to have some density in physical space that's devoted to it. And the center of that is actually central health property. So in central health's really, um, you know, reports in through the county. It's our, you know, safety net healthcare district. And it's, you know, 14 acres and it's going. Um, you know, you, I, in the background, you can probably hear my office oversees the now construction site. Um, and um, the Brackenridge Hospital is slowly coming down. And even before that, we're, we've, we're reorienting Red River so that it's straight. And there's a new um, uh, more than 20 story building that's going up next to the Waterloo Greenway. Um, that's uh, where we'll use about a third of it. Of uh, it's about three hundred thousand square feet, and the other two thirds are are uh, leased out to uh, to to companies that and foundations that are aligned with the with the you know health and innovating in health and um, fit in an innovation district. So um, uh, you know, and we're, we're figuring out who's going in there right now. So that's it becomes a key part of the of, of showing a center to an innovation district. And again, that's right across the street from me, from the medical school and from Dell Seton and from the rest of the university. And it's actually right, you know, the, the building itself will have the beautiful, unobstructed views across the park into the Capitol. So it's like this is an amazing flagship building to, to, to put in that UT is building on central health uh, property. And you know the the plans are to, the, for that whole 14 acres to get developed similarly. I mean, there'll be a variety of different kinds of buildings um, in that. Probably some housing, uh, um, eventually some wet labs and more more dry lab space. And there's a hotel slated for some part of it, although it's hard to believe we need even more hotels. Um, uh, but uh, um, you know that'll that'll come up over the next. Um, 10 years, you know, our, our building will be done in about 15 months um, and uh, uh, will be the first, but uh, um, others will, will crop up afterwards. Beyond that, it's really just about this nexus. You know, how do we create a nexus in, in communications and conversations? And again, with, you know, Texas Health Catalyst is a piece of that. You know, the Capital Factory has been great in doing that more broadly for the entrepreneurial community. We're trying to do that more for also existing and larger companies. And, and that has, you know, new projects that come through it. We create teams around the best ideas. We have a whole mess of consultants who volunteer their time to do it. And then they become part of this community, like 150 or so consultants that are, that are uh, in that uh, community. They include, you know, CEOs of biotech companies and device companies and all that. And so that's, an example of another activity that belongs in that innovation district. So we're really happy, excited about where it is, really excited to show, you know, I think it's going to gain more and more momentum. Now we have more venture capital coming. So I'm, you know, I think this is going to roll up quite quickly. You know, it'll be interesting to see um, about coopetition that we might have with Dallas. Um, there was recently an announcement that they're going to have a large innovation district called Pegasus Park that's going to focus primarily on, I guess, biotech. And so, you know, I'd be I'd be hopeful that you know the state of Texas was also help support. Um, innovation throughout Texas, right? Um, I know that obviously we, 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 uh, want Austin to do well, but, um, I'd like to see Texas do well in the whole healthcare ecosystem too. 
Yeah, I I agree. I think you know UT Southwestern's a powerhouse, and in particular for laboratory-based science. So I think for them, focused on you know new drugs that come out of those discoveries, I think makes sense. You know, down here we're going to end up being a little you know quirkier. My guess we'll see some of those kinds of companies, but we'll also see health systems type companies, given the med school's emphasis, and also health tech in you know digital health innovations. And we've already you know had a number of those, and I, just, I expect there'll be a lot more of those coming out. Again, just given our history of tech, what UT is really good at broadly, and what the med school's focused on. Um, and, you know, devices fit into that arena as well. There's, you know, we have superb engineering here and really creative physicians working on the, you know, the front lines to try to make healthcare better and more efficient. And so, I, you know, I think that's going to stimulate a lot in that space. But I think there's, you know, plenty of room for, for all the major cities in, in Texas to uh, participate. Each will have its own flavor and hopefully they'll reinforce each other's successes. Oh, we agree. And, and so along the, those lines, what, what ways do you think that industry in Austin can work more with the, with the medical school? Yeah, we've been very pleased with how industry has worked with us. You know, again, I mentioned Texas Health Catalyst, but in other areas as well. I, you know, I'd love to see this get to the next level. Um, you know, what does that mean? We're really comfortable with public-private partnerships. We have uh, had one with Merck that was uh, beneficial to both entities um, and um, and will continue in some form. And we there's plenty of room for more of that and in um, uh, lots of opportunity. We we don't put a firewall between us and industry. Um, you know, some academic centers do that. We believe our our role should be to disseminate as broadly as possible the innovations that have a positive impact on, on health. And, um, and that is going to be done best in close partnership and alignment with, with industry. Um, so, um, you know, I love it when industry folks bring stuff to us and we can contribute. And I love it when we find uh, things that we're doing or have done here that have uh, an opportunity to plug into the uh, priorities of of uh, in, in a partner in industry. So hopefully we'll see that more and more. And, and I agree. And, and honestly, coming from industry, you were our KOLs. Academia set the tone. And it was imperative that, that we work with educational institutions and academia to, to, to bring the best technology, med device to market um, the, you know, in, in the best most effective um, way that we could. So I, I agree with you. And I think that uh, the partnership was strong and will continue to, to be strong going forward. Yeah, good. I agree. All right, Dr. Johnston, we've taken a lot of your time here. We, we have one more question <laughs> that we, uh, we, one more parting question that we ask all of our guests, sort of a fun question. Um, since you were here on the morning fix, we'd love to know what do you do for your morning fix? <laughs> well, I, I, I guess this is part of the morning fix. I always uh, get exercise in the morning. First thing in the morning, I'm out there usually running. Sometimes I'll, I'll bike on the trainer, but the more likely it's, it's running. And then after that, well, now I'm discovering it really needs to be before is a, I'm an espresso drinker and uh, I've got one of those uh, Nespresso type machines. And so a, a, a Double espresso is a, is a great way for, for me to get everything started. 
<laughs> yes, I'm, I'm sure I'm a coffee drinker too. So I, I agree. Well, thank you again, Dr. Johnston. This has been so much fun. Uh, we love these conversations. And sometimes, you know, we have questions, but you just never know where where they go. And, and oftentimes we end up with really wonderful exchanges and this was no exception. So thank you for your time and thoughts. Um, you are absolutely a role model for students, uh, professionals in the med tech space, and really for citizens of Austin um, as you continue to trailblaze improve community health. So we look forward to seeing what's in store for the med school down the road. So thank you again. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. Thank you for uh, having me today. Wonderful. Well, thank you to all of our listeners. Thrilled that you joined us for this special episode. And please be on the lookout for more interviews from MedTech leaders. And thank you again.